and passion for his house. That's the local body. That's our church. And so um, i just been studying the Word of God and what God has been just enlightening me and re- um, just showing me what he wants for his house and how to, how to um, build vision and build a house that can stand. You know, the first service that we talked about was he said, build my house. And he talked about him being the cornerstone and, and laying, um, you know, building the house upon the rock, which is him. And that's what we build it on. Now we're talking about what we as believers um, in the church can do um, so that the church can be a success. And so um, we're, we're going to start with Ecclesiastes 4, verses 9 through 12 this morning. It says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one, fall, one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone will be in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can um, be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. There are even, uh, three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Anyways, there is strength in numbers. And so, in other words, a pastor can't do it all on his own. We need the body, you know what I mean? The, God needs the body to be working together to accomplish his mission and his purpose here in this um, area that he's assigned us to. And so at, if God's led you here to this body, then we need to make sure that we're asking the Lord. And even if uh, we haven't heard from the Lord, we're just finding somewhere that we can set our hand to work so that God can bless it. And as we work in different areas, you'll find out what your niche is. You'll find out what area you can be a blessing and you are blessed by. Um, and so I just want to encourage you, as you're hearing this word today, be seeking the Lord, be asking the Lord what he has for you to do in the local body because this is his house. And I don't know about you, but I like my house clean sometimes. Clayton was cleaning this morning. I was thankful. I like my house to be organized. Um, you know, there's parts of the body, and there's things that need to be done in the church and, and for the church and to make it run properly that the body of Christ needs to help do. Yeah? Amen? Um, sometimes, you know, we're here cleaning, and we're here making the coffee, and we're picking up the donuts, and we're making sure the sign-up sheets are up for the children's, and we're doing all these things, but really the body could be doing many of those things. And so um, we want to try to ignite in you a passion for his house to see it operate smoothly, because I don't know about you, but I believe God's word is true, and revival is going to hit this land, and revival is going to hit this house, and we need to be prepared, amen? We need to be running smoothly, like a well-oiled machine. (laughs) Um, So the Lord says that uh, triple braided cord is not easily broken, which means that as we work together, we become stronger. Amen? And we want to be a strong house for the Lord. Let's turn to Exodus 17. Exodus 17, verses 12 and 13. This is talking about Moses, and he's leading the people um, out of Egypt, and um, he's holding up the staff to part the Red Sea, I believe. Oh, no, no, for the, this um, 
attack of the enemy. So Moses' arms became so tired that he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on, and they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in the battle. So when three of them worked together, they accomplished what God wanted done. One man cannot do it on his own. One man cannot pray it out on his own. One man cannot be our every part of the body on his own. We all need to work together. So this is a great demonstration. He was a great leader. He was called by God. God told him what to do, and he was doing it. Just because he grew tired and because he grew weary didn't mean he wasn't doing what God wanted him to do. He needed the body of Christ to jump in and take their place. And that's what God is calling um, and having a passion for his house is about the body of Christ jumping in and taking their place. There are so many things that we need. You know, like Julie mentioned, we need children's areas covered. Um, we need more ushers. Um, we need, you know, greeters. We need hospitality workers. There's a lot of things. There's intercessory prayer on Sunday mornings. We need people praying. There's so many things. Hospitality downstairs when we start back the fellowships. There's so many things that you can get involved with um, that would be you being that part of the body and holding up the hands, you know, of the minister. Basically, you're supporting what God's doing here in this house. And so that's what the Lord's demonstrating there. So we need the body to get together and to build this church so that we can see victory. That's what they did. They held up his hands so that they could see victory and see the fulfillment of what God had declared over them, what God told them that they would have victory over that battle. Well, God spoke some things over this church and over this house numerous times, and the Bible says, out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. And he says, my word doesn't return void. It'll accomplish what I sent it to do, and it'll prosper where I sent it. So I believe that God's not a liar. He said his word doesn't return void. So everything he spoke will come to pass. However, what God spoke in the word was coming to pass, and it did take some time, but they needed to jump in as the body and take their place and hold up his arms. And so in this case, when you're talking about the, the church body, we need to jump in, all of us, and take our place and find out what God has for us, or even just work, like ministry is, they say in um, Bible school, ministry is W-O-R-K. It's not just um, studying and getting all high in the Holy Ghost. It's work. It's, um, you know, it's cooking and it's cleaning and it's greeting and it's uh, dealing with people's issues and praying for one another and it's all kinds of stuff that every one of us has gifts and callings to do and maybe sometimes we jump in where it's just needed not because it's our calling but because it's needed and we're a part of the body and we're helping each other Amen. We're a family and we're a body. And we need to have a passion for his house to be running properly and also to have a desire and a passion for his house to want to see it succeed. In that battle, they wouldn't have succeeded if they didn't jump in and hold up the staff because God told them to do that because for some reason that was an act of obedience where God could move powerfully on their behalf and they would win the battle. But if the body of Christ isn't working together... You know, you don't want to see it fail or fall because we're not all working together. Because only one man, if, if they didn't jump in, they would have lost that battle. And God's plan and his purpose would be, you know, waiting and waiting and waiting. So the body of Christ needs to jump in and see 
what God's saying about the church, see what God has said about the church because he said it and because he made it plain, we need to run with it. We need to have a passion to see this fulfilled and start setting our hands to like it's all we got. It's all we got to live for and give it 110% and see God bless what we set our hand to. Amen. And cause it to prosper. Ephesians 4.16 says, he makes the whole body to fit together perfectly. Thank God he did that to our physical body. You know, um, that every organ and every vein and every blood vessel and every bone and every joint works together so that we can move properly, so we can see, so we can speak. He did everything perfectly so we could work. And he did the same for the body of Christ, for the church. But if every part of our body physically isn't doing its part, let's say that, you know, we have a lung that's just in there and it's just hanging out. You know, it's not, you know, helping out at all. We have a kidney or um, I don't know what gallbladders do, but we have a gallbladder and these parts are just in there and they're just hanging out. They're not doing their job. Then your body is going to go into some kind of failure and it's not going to work properly. And so it is with the body of Christ, with the church. We need to realize that every single one of us plays a vital role, whether it's seen or unseen. We play a vital role just like a kidney, just like a lung, just like a gallbladder, whatever it might be. We play a role in the body of Christ that's so important to it functioning properly and it succeeding to do the assignment. We have an assignment from our God, the one we say we worship, the one we say we love. We have an assignment to fulfill the call of God on this ministry. And we've already heard it so many times, what God has for this church. And we need to believe that and set our hand to it. Amen? And work together towards it to build this church. He said, build my church. And this is part of building his church is having a passion for his house that so much that we are like, okay, we need to stop being that lung or that part of the body that's just there. Yeah, we're coming to church, but we're just hanging out. You know, we're like bench warmers. I want to say this, that it's so much more of a blessing when you're working for the Lord and you're seeing the things succeed and you're seeing God move and you're like, I had a part in that. You're earning rewards in heaven. Amen. You're going to be rewarded for what you did as part of the body of Christ. So let me go on with the scripture. He makes the whole body to fit um, together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love, like we talked about last week. If we work together and see this thing grow and see it flourish, it's going to be because, going to be because not because of me, but it's going to be because all of us work together to accomplish this vision, to accomplish the things that God spoke over this church and over this ministry. He said that he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh, but he also said he's going to pour his spirit in this place. Amen. He said that we're going to see signs, wonders, and miracles, but not just in the earth, but he said he, we're going to see him in this place. He said that he's going to draw all men unto himself, but he didn't just say that. He said he's going to draw them to this place. He was going to multiply them and they were not going to diminish, but we have to believe his word so much so that we're going to run after it with all we got and work together to accomplish it. Amen. And so I'm excited about what God's doing. I'm excited about what he has said in his word and to us by the spirit of God. But we need to take that as truth and run with it and work together to accomplish it. 
God's house should be so cared for and taken care of by the body. Um, we shouldn't just be here <laughs> to come to eat a meal. You know, um, how rude would it be? Um, I love when we are invited somewhere to, to say, hey, how can I help? You know what I mean? I like being invited somewhere to eat, but I always want to help because I want to give back because they sowed to me. And so we should all have the desire in our heart. There's something wrong if we don't have the desire in our heart to want to give back where you're being fed. You know, it's like give and it shall be given unto you, <laughs> you know, or freely you have received, now freely give back. So when you're serving in the body of Christ and you're working together to accomplish these things that God has said over this church body, then you're giving back because you've freely received. And so that's what God wants. We should have a passion for this house that we want to be a part of it. We want to contribute to it and not just come in for a meal, you know, once or twice a week. Um, so we want to grow. As we do that, we're going to grow stronger together. A triple braided cord is not easily broken. We'll grow stronger together in love. We'll grow stronger together with, with compassion and, and passion for his church. We'll grow stronger with our passion and desire for the Lord and in relationships. We'll get to know one another better. I, I love when we have special events like this women's breakfast or men's and women's Bible studies and things like that because we get to know each other better. Um, we're not just saying hi on Sundays. We actually know some of their story. We know what they're going through. We can pray for one another. That's what the body is here for. We're like a family. We should know what's going on in each other's lives, not to talk about it, but to pray for them or to help them out. Amen? Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 12. Verses 14 through 21. Yes, the body has many parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it less of a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies, talking about the church here, our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part where he wants it. How strange of a body would it be if it only had one part, if we were just like one finger hopping around? <laughs> or we're just one big eyeball rolling around, <laughs> you know? We'd see a whole lot, but we wouldn't accomplish a whole lot because we couldn't, you know, shake hands. We couldn't greet one another. Uh, we just blink. <laughs> um, so how strange would that be? Um, the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need... Or wait, let me... I jumped ahead. Our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part where he wants it. How strange would it be if our body only had one part? Yes, there are many parts of um, the body, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. I cannot say that I don't need you. <laughs> I can't say that I don't need the worship team or the hospitality people or the kids, um, you know, helpers or the custodial people or the, the media and sound people. Like, we desperately need them. We desperately need even more of 
of you guys working to, to work this thing, to make it, you know, flow smoothly and, and work properly. If, you know, a factory loses half of its workers, it's probably going to have to shut down or at least a whole part of it's going to have to shut down. So the body of Christ needs to take the vision and, and make it their own, make the passion for God's house, make it personal, that it's a passion for your house. This is where God's called you to be a part of a body, and we should be contributing and working together to make it function properly because, and be excited when, when um, God does something and be telling others what God's doing and um, inviting others to come in. These are all things that God wants to do if we have a passion for his house. Amen? So every part of the body does its own special part, and each one of us, our, contrib our contribution, makes it flourish. Each one of us, our part, makes it grow and makes it healthy, a healthy body. And so we all need each other, and it's so important that um, our body as a body of Christ and as a church body, we develop a strong bond between us and become that triple braided cord, become something that the enemy just can't tear apart because we're working together to accomplish something. We have a vision, and without a vision, the people perish. But if we have a vision, we can run for it. We can set our eyes on the prize and run for it and see it succeed. Amen? Um. One part of what God says about his house is in Isaiah 5, verses, um, or Isaiah 56, 7, he says, my house will be called a house of prayer. So that's one part of what we're doing on Wednesday nights is we are setting our hand to what he said should be in his house. We're having a passion and prayer night. And really what it is is a passion for his house, a passion to pray and fulfill that part of what a body should be doing together passion and prayer. And so we're praying together. And the word of God says in, um, let's see, am I jumping ahead here? In 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, he says that um, if you'll humble yourself and you'll pray and seek his face and turn from your wicked ways, he will hear from heaven, he'll forgive your sin, and he'll heal your land. When we humble ourselves and come together and pray, we'll see him do super awesome, mighty things. And so that's a part of what we are called to do. Um, and we need to make sure that we're praying for the church. If we're not coming on Wednesdays, that we're lifting up the church, that we're lifting up our fellow um, members of the body. If we know someone's out sick, we're, we're, you know, talking to them or praying for them or contacting them and blessing them. Um, sometimes people like to come against the pastor because they didn't do this or they didn't do that. What about if the body who recognizes that that's going on did something about it? Wouldn't that be, because you're all part of one body, there's only one body, wouldn't that be, and I'm not just like trying to get off the hook of anything, but we all should be doing as one body what God would want that church to do. And so if there's a part of our limb, our limb, our finger, our toe hurting, we should all be caring for it and caring about it and praying for it, right? And so we should all, it's as if I did it, if you go ahead and minister to that person. Because, and you can let me know, and I will too, but it's important that you realize you're as much a part of this body as I am. Amen? We all have an important part to play. And so we need to check our, our hearts that we have a passion for the house, both naturally that we 
cater to anything naturally that needs to be catered to, but also spiritually, we're lifting it up in prayer. But naturally, when you do these natural things, you're actually doing something spiritual. You're setting your hand to something that God can bless. You're going to find your spot, your place that you feel like you're a blessing and, and you're being blessed because of it. Actually, Deuteronomy 28.12 says this, that the Lord will bless the work of our hands. So if we're not doing anything in the local body and we're not doing anything to sow back after we've received a meal in, in the Spirit, if we're not doing anything to help out cause this place to function, um, God can't bless what we're setting our hand to because we're not doing anything. But if we as a body... Every one of us does something, you know, even if it's not every week, but some of us will do something on a, on a monthly basis. You know, like Julie said, every fifth, you know, Sunday, it doesn't come but four times a year. Every fifth Sunday, or um, I think we're going to be having once a month fellowship on, you know, starting in September, back up. And there's every... So often, it's only like once a month. If you can just, or if you're somebody who wants to be super zealous and you want to do it every week, you know, greet, or every week do sound, or every week whatever, you got to be talented in some areas. But, <laughs> you know, you'll find out where your calling is, where your gifting is. And when you set your hand to that, you become blessed, you become fulfilled. You're like, yeah, I feel apart. Amen. And so we should all be setting our hand to something so that we can see it grow both spiritually and physically, we want to see this place multiply with people. Amen? So God will bless what we set our hand to, but if we are going to just sit by and watch and see what God does, it won't happen because he's a co-worker together with us. If he spoke some things over us, it's so that we would run with it, not just so that we could sit back and watch it happen. We need to purpose to make his vision our vision and run with it. Amen? That's how visions come to pass, is when you set your hand to doing what God said, and then he starts multiplying. He starts blessing what you set your hand to, causing it to prosper. So the things that we can set our hand to as a church, as a body, the things that we can do to have a passion for his house is get involved. In what way? You can get involved with passion and prayer nights. You know, in prayer, um, whether it's not Wednesday nights, you can come Wednesday nights, and it's really awesome coming together as a body and God moving. It's last Sunday or last Wednesday, I told Mary, I was like, and I told my parents too, I was like, I felt like I was going somewhere. Like, I was just like sailing in glory. I mean, God was just, just really moving. So it's a time to really press into his presence. It's awesome, Wednesday nights. Um, so you could be praying, you know, at the church or away from the church for the church, you know. Um, so he said, his house shall be called a house of prayer. You can also be going out into all the world and preaching the gospel. And the word of God says that we should be going out and compelling people to come in. These are things that the body of Christ should be actively doing, praying, compelling people to come in. That's Luke 14, 23. Jesus sent out his servants and he said, go and compel them to come in and fill my house. He has a meal every Sunday <laughs> for his people. And it was a feast in this situation in Luke 14, 23. There was a feast prepared. Every time that we come before the Lord on Sundays, we're coming to come together to feast a spiritual meal. And we're supposed to be compelling others that every seat is filled so that God can just deliver that meal to everybody. He's prepared it, and he wants to deliver it to everybody so everybody is full. 
So we have some jobs to do. We should be praying. We should be compelling people to come in and ministering the gospel, obviously. Um, and then also we should be giving to his house. In Luke 6:38, it says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I talked a little bit about giving in the sense of, of your time, you know, or in your servanthood. Very important that you're giving back what God's give, blessed you with. Now give back. But also in your tithes and offerings in Malachi 3.10, he says, bring all your tithes into the storehouse so that there will be meat in my house. In other words, so that there will be a, a supply so that we can function properly. You know, thank God that some people are tithing and there's giving going on because we were able to get the air conditioners like that. Amen? So thankful. Now we need, I don't know, has that one been fixed? The projector it doesn't seem to be flicking off anymore well if you start it flick if you start seeing it flick off that's something else that we're going to have to to give towards like so there's things that we do you know there's electricity and there's we finally painted the lines out there but eventually want a new parking lot um there's things that we do see but we need the body of christ to come together we need there to be you know ties and offerings in order for the body of christ to function properly. So he says, bring all your tithes into the storehouse so that there is food or supply in my house, so that we have enough to run by. In the, um, in the word of God, they all came together and they all just kind of gave a, like a lump sum and they all operated off of that lump sum. Now, I'm not saying that. God says tithe. So, but in the word of God, the believers all came together and they just kind of put their money in a kitty and they all lived prosperously. And I'm not saying we're going to do that, but there's something that God's asking us to do for his house, and so that we can, as a body, live prosperously, that we can be taken care of, that we can take care of the needs of the church, and that when we grow, and we will grow, that every single thing that we need to operate, you know, as far as advertising, we want to do um, a mass mailing that's going to cost us about $2,000, um, we do the weekly um, radio show. I don't know what that costs, but I think people donated specifically towards that, and that's being taken care of because of giving. And so it's so important to give because you're receiving also a spiritual meal that you're giving also of your finances, honoring God. And he says, test me in this. He says, test him in giving. And see if he won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon you that you don't have room enough to contain. I believe that's both spiritual and, and um, financial, physical, whatever it is that you need. You can then claim. I have more assurance, and I believe because the word says it, that when I'm believing God for something, I know that if I'm tithing, that I can claim what God says in his word because I'm an obedient child of God. But when I know that I'm dis in disobedience to the Lord in some area, I have less confidence to come before that throne room <laughs> and request what it is I need because I'm in disobedience to the Lord. And so I just want to encourage you. He says to be obedient. Actually, if you read in um, Malachi 3.10, he says um, that they had been disobedient. And they're like, where were we disobedient? He said, in, in keeping your tithes and offerings. And he says, do this, test me in this. See that this works for you. See if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessing upon you. If you've been struggling, it could be because of a little bit of disobedience. Maybe you're great in all the other areas, but you're, you're worried about that. You know, you're holding on to that 10% that belongs to God. Well, God says, test him in this. Try it out. 
See if he won't supply more than enough for you. When we, we've continued to tithe, and everyone does it differently. Some people do it weekly. We do it once a month of all the money that came in. But when you tithe, you're opening up the windows of heaven so that when you need a blessing, it's there for you. And God has just provided an abundant supply. I mean, um, Clayton was able to receive a, a job just supernaturally by the Lord by blessing, but we claimed it because we knew we could claim it because we're tithers. Amen. Even actually the word, <laughs> some people say that when it's not enough to meet your need, it's your seed. And so many times the Lord has shown me like I'll have like $200 when I was a youth. I'll, I'll have like $200 and I believe in God for a car. And he, he would speak to me and during special meetings to sow it as a seed because it wasn't enough. I was saving up for that car. I sowed the seed and then all of a sudden um, people were denying me because I had no credit yet, denying me to get a car and then bless me with the next day the lord told me sow that seed towards your car and i had already been denied like three times (laughs) as a youth and um i think i was 17 or 18 and so i sowed that seed i remember that service and the very next day one of the people who denied me called me back and approved me and i believe 110 percent it was because of that obedience and that was above and beyond my tithe so when god speaks to you Make sure to be obedient. And I just want to say, he's speaking to us in his word regarding his house of prayer, regarding compelling people to come in, regarding sowing um, seed and giving of our time and our tithes and offerings. These are all things that make the body healthy. This is all stuff that we as a body, a hand, a limb, an eye, a nose, an ear, these are all parts of the body that we should all be functioning in to make it go smoothly, to make things run properly. I believe that if we will all do what God says in his word to do as a body and set our hand to these things, praying, compelling people to come in, serving in the local body, as well as giving in the local body, if we'll be obedient, we will see, because God says he'll bless whatever we set our hand to, we will see God bless it. We will see, and blessing means empowered to multiply. He'll bless what we set our hand to. He'll multiply it. Amen? I'm excited about what God's doing. And as we set our hand to this, to work together, we're going to grow stronger together than ever before. So um, we need to all make a decision to do these things, to contribute as God, for God's house. Have a passion. Some people, some churches call it heart for the house. Well, we're talking about passion, so we're, t- you know, passion for his house, having a desire to see it flourish, to see it grow, to be excited about it flourishing and growing, and to say, I had a part in that. You know, I was in intercessory prayer. I was in children's. I was in hospitality. I was, you know, giving of my time. There's going to be a lot of different opportunities, and I'm, Revival MKE is an extension of this church, so if you want to serve there, that's awesome. That's all part of what this body of believers is doing for the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to hand it over to Johnny. Johnny. That's what they call me. Let's give Jenny a a hand. That was a great message. Passion for his house. That's awesome. Um, I'm just going to read a passage of scripture here. Is there something feeding back? 